This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. So we're starting off our show today with a question. What issues might come up when politicians and government ministers endorse public listed companies or their deals. Now, um, I, I think perhaps it's fairest to start with an example. And I'm just going to say up front that this is, uh, it's important to say that this is by no means the only example. If you follow uh, politicians in any capacity on social media, you will see that their posts are rife with this sort of thing. But I think that this reaction was born specifically of a recent visit that was paid on January 5th um, by the CEO of Bangkok-listed Energy, Energy Absolute PCL and his delegation. And it was a courtesy call to the Prime Minister, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim. And uh, subsequently to that visit, uh, Anwar posted on his official Twitter and Facebook accounts referring to the CEO as Thailand's Elon Musk, announcing that they'll be collaborating with Computer Forms Berhad, a local company, to develop green tech and EV tech transfer in Malaysia. The news of this visit and I think also the the post and the like mm. um, ended up boosting computer forms share price that same day on Bursa. So um, that was, again, one example of how this sort of thing plays out. And that's what's prompted this call. Yes. So... This call comes from the Minority Shareholders Watch Group, or MSWG, and they've urged politicians as well as government ministers to refrain from publicly endorsing business deals of public listed companies, especially through their social media channels. So that example, um, as, as Lynn said, is one way in which that can happen. And the CEO of uh, the Watch Group, David Nason Evanson, advised against endorsing one PLC over another because this might create the perception that the particular PLC is a preferred one. And David Nason went on to say that any statements or business agreements made by politicians should be communicated confidentially to the PLC involved and that the PLC should be making these sorts of announcements through official dissemination channels provided by Bursa Malaysia. Uh, he went on to say that in extreme circumstances, this sort of practices, if left unchecked, could lead to corruption. So the thing is, this happens everywhere, right? Um, it, again, if you follow politicians or if you... I I don't know how many of us are actively following politicians, but if you take a cursory glance at politicians' pages, whether locally or abroad, mm. you will see this exact thing of um, of presidents and prime ministers meeting with major corporations or meeting with people who are about to be part of deals and saying, oh, what a pleasant visit I had with this very intelligent person, so on and so forth. So it's it's not uncommon and um, maybe one way to think about it uh, was offered by economist and you know frequent guest on the station Jeffrey Williams who said maybe in trying to determine whether a line has been crossed uh, we need to look at the aim of of the visit or the discussion um, so he said there will be no conflict of interest if politicians or ministers endorse projects of national or constituency interest but a conflict of interest would be said to occur if they endorse projects that are of commercial interest to them so this is interesting. And I think those with those two uh, factors, maybe the lines are quite clear, right? Um, I think there is, however... Um some amount of clarification necessary to draw that line between um, 
in exactly that example with the Thailand's Elon Musk and, and Anwar, for instance, um, as you said, we often see uh, country leaders, politicians say things like that. Um, and in this case, is it because it was linked to a local company um, and because of the boosting of the share prices? So there's a lot there to, I suppose, to understand. But I don't think it's an unfair call, really, because what we are talking about here is using influence to quote-unquote, push up share prices. And I think there needs to be some clear guidelines in terms of when that's okay and when that isn't. Or rather not using influence, right? More like um, using influence to endorse a company which then has the effect of of, uh, potentially boosting share prices. And and the the social media aspect is important, I feel, Mm. because this is a practice that didn't exist before. um, And so maybe the lines still are not so clear between what is just a, hey, good job, and what is actually, quote unquote, endorsement. Also, who is actually governing this, I Mm. think, is the other question. Um, who is the the body that would be responsible for saying this has crossed the line, this has not crossed the line. So uh, we're going to be getting into it. We'd like to hear from you in the meantime. Should politicians refrain from endorsing public listed companies? Do you think that that would be good practice? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be joined by Alyssa Rode, Manager of the Public Finance Unit of Ideas, uh, Keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Business, finance and music, BFM 89.9. It is 5.14 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. We are looking today at a call that came from the Minority Shareholders Watch Group for politicians and ministers to refrain from publicly endorsing business deals of uh, public listed companies, especially on social media. And we're asking you, uh, do you think that this is good practice? Should politicians pull back from endorsing public listed companies and their deals? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. 2900 Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Speaking with us now on this, uh, Alyssa Rode, Manager of the Public Finance Unit of Ideas. Alyssa, thanks for joining us. Good evening, Lynn. Yes. So, um, as we mentioned earlier, there have been calls uh, for politicians and government ministers to refrain from publicly endorsing business deals of PLCs. And this is amidst concerns that it would lead to a number of issues such as conflict of interest. Could you help us unpack this? Um, okay, so conflict of interest would be an issue if the politician or minister has any interest uh, in the business uh, itself, and that's an issue where declaration of assets, including stock holdings, is uh, necessary, and where there should be a code of ethics uh, for MPs that has uh, actual force in parliamentary uh, discipline. So, for example, the rule that you know politicians uh, should not hold uh, any direct stocks or any uh, uh, have any types of dealings where they would be uh, under the influence of a, a company. Uh, so that that's one area uh, by itself, uh, and you know, endorsing uh, business deals. Um, well, that's I think something where the lines are sometimes grey because uh, you know there are situations where, say, if the government has had a role in facilitating investment, right, and that involves uh, companies uh, coming in, uh, and the investment happens to be in the form of a uh, a joint venture, uh, then the 
launch event, for example, uh, that would be a scenario where a government might be involved uh, and a minister may be present in order to, uh, because there is a national interest there, because there's a national program in investment or facilitation of investment. Uh, but where it's strictly private business deals, uh, that would be a concern. It's also a risk to the reputation of uh, the politician who's involved. Uh, and uh, that would be a, certainly a query as to, uh, to what uh, extent are they providing uh, you know, favorable view that gives the company an uh, advantage. Alyssa, um, we're going to be ringing you, actually, I think, because the, the line isn't so great. Uh, we have Alyssa on Zoom at the moment, but it's it's not working out, I think. So uh, we are in the process of giving Alyssa a call and um, we'll resume the interview then. Again, just a quick mention that we are talking today about uh, the issues that could come up when politicians and government ministers endorse public listed companies and their deals and asking you um, whether you think that that this is a practice they should stay away from. Should politicians refrain from endorsing PLCs as well as their deals, especially on social media? Uh, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note to zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, oh, we do have Alyssa on the line with us. Excellent, uh, Alyssa. Hi, can you hear us? Hello. Hi, okay. Hopefully this is better. Uh, Sharmila, I think you were going to say? Yes. So actually, I thought briefly, if you could characterize for us what an endorsement from a public figure looks like, what does that actually constitute? Uh, an endorsement, well, there are many different ways that uh, it happens, right? It could just be a photo op, and sometimes uh, uh, just, you know, in the age of social media, very opportunistic. A politician is walking down the street or at an event and someone comes up and says, hey, take a, uh, let me take a photo. And this is all accepted practice. Uh, and they put it up. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's just a casual photo. Uh, but sometimes people do try to misuse that. I uh, wouldn't call that endorsement, but, uh, you know, these types of misunderstandings uh, can happen. And then there's having uh, meetings and publicizing those meetings uh, and then making uh, very specific uh, statements of support. Uh, and then more serious cases of endorsement would be, say, uh, minister uh, instructions uh, on a company's uh, application or a letter of uh, support. So, uh, for example, I think under the, the PH administration, uh, letters of support were uh, discourage and then like band all together. Uh, so these are, are ways that uh, endorsement uh, can happen. And then, you know, social media uh, endorsement is also, uh, I think, not so, not as uh, serious as, uh, you know, like having an actual governmental instruction uh, or, or signed letter, but it still carries uh a certain level of uh, weight in terms of our reputation and influence. So the CEO of Minority Shareholders Watch Group, Devanison Evanson, has said that in certain extreme circumstances, this could lead to corruption. Uh, can you help us understand the circumstances in which this would be the case? Well, I try uh, to think about it. I think corruption might be a case if 
uh, there were gratification involved because that, you know that is the definition for uh, corruption and it's where a public official gives an advantage to the company and gets gratification back. So either an advantage, a discount, something in kind, money. Uh, so if a politician is getting something out of it, uh, an endorsement uh, in this type of case would be where I think the idea that this company uh, is uh, supported and uh, is so strongly conveyed, uh, whether through meetings, discussions, uh, or explicit instructions, uh, that this endorsement provides the company with special access, uh, knowledge of government projects, you know, inroads, uh, favor in bids and uh, licensing, uh, then I think that's, that's where uh, there would be a concern. Uh, and then, you know, the politician can't get away with saying, but, you know, I never uh, uh, explicitly said, oh, give the company this, right? But I, uh, but that impression was uh, so strongly given that uh, people down the line felt that it was to the level of an instruction. So I think uh, that that is what uh, maybe is referred to as an uh, extreme case. Okay. So we spoke about an example earlier and that involved the PM and the CEO of a public listed company from Bangkok and social media posts that ended up boosting a local company's share price. Now, we've seen this, of course, happen in other circumstances as well. What's your response to this from the perspective of what would constitute good corporate and governmental practice? Okay, so um, I will. Um, I, think, I think repeat the two scenarios I I mentioned uh, earlier when I think the connection was uh, um, a bit bad. So let's take the scenario where government has facilitated an investment in Malaysia and it happens to be in the form of a joint venture between a foreign company and a domestic uh, company like Eastern. Um, you know, so the successful agreement is then a signal of a successful government incentive program. So there's a government presence there and there's a national uh, interest there in this FDI coming in. Uh, and so there's a reason to be uh, there, right? Because uh, it's about promoting the government program of which the joint venture is an example. Uh, still, at the same time, no, no information is publicized usually on this matter until um, it's finalized and there's a specific launch event and a press conference and the material announcement to Bursa, right? So all of this is uh, properly timed. There's uh, due diligence and vetting uh, by government officers and, um, you know, there's advisability on uh, the government presence there. Uh, so this this is uh, something that you see a lot in, say, like a uh, role of uh, meeting minister or the PM for large-scale government uh, investments. Um, where it's not advisable uh, is where the government is not involved. Um, indeed, it's a nascent business-to-business uh, -business, uh, deal uh, or an MOU between two businesses. It would not be uh, advisable for a politician to uh, endorse or, or witness those things if there is no uh, specific you know, national or government uh, interest uh, there. Um, and again, this is more on public listed uh, companies where there is uh, 
material information involved as well. So I think just just the the concern was, uh, you know, not so much that I think the Prime Minister gave a, a statement about the Thai company being like Elon Musk uh, of uh, Malaysia. That's like a subjective uh, opinion which uh, anyone uh, could give, but more that uh, uh, there was a statement about the uh, joint venture uh, and uh, the company itself had given very little information beyond a heads of agreement disclosure. So, uh, you know, that that has a bit of uh, influence on the, the stock market. And uh, then Bursa called for uh, more disclosure uh, so that uh, investors could be properly informed. Yeah. So I think uh, it was a, a bit of a, an issue uh, uh, there on uh, just I think in terms of uh, how we manage the communications. So to be clear, then, um, what mechanisms currently exist to safeguard some of these uh, maybe grey areas from getting larger or getting more problematic when it comes to this issue of endorsements? Um, like I mentioned, I think on on the side of politicians and to you know protect uh, them and their, their reputations uh, as well, uh, uh, a good code of conduct uh, would be useful. Uh, then uh, you know people be able to see okay, this is uh, what constitutes you know just uh, an endorsement of uh, national interest, and uh, this is what constitutes, uh, you know, something that is crossing the line. Uh, I mean, to be fair as well, you know, yeah, this is uh, specifically on public listed companies because, you know, many uh, politicians would uh, have constituents that are local businesses that uh, they would uh, support uh, in, you know, just through their social media uh, sometimes because, uh, that's kind of their way of uh, helping contribute to the community as well, like the local business community. So uh, I think uh, to be clear also that, uh, you know, there's different levels of uh, risk and materiality and uh, considerations involved, uh, especially when it comes to yeah, public listed companies. Alyssa, thank you so much for speaking with us today. All right, thank you. That was Alyssa Rode, manager of the Public Finance Unit of Ideas, weighing in on a call that came from the Minority Shareholders Watch Group um, asking for politicians and government ministers to refrain from publicly endorsing business deals of PLCs, especially online through social media. And we've been asking you what you think. Uh, is this something that politicians should do? Uh, basically not endorse PLCs or their deals. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.